0: My guest today is Steve Coonan. Steve is the former Undersecretary for Science at the U.S. Department of Energy during the Obama administration. After leaving the Department of Energy, he was appointed the founding director of NYU Center for Urban Science and Progress in 2012. He is currently a professor in the Department of Civil and Urban Engineering. Steve's latest book is Unsettled, What Climate Science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters. I recently sat down with Steve and he shared with me how the science of climate change is corrupted by misunderstanding and misinformation. And the reasons why the climate is changing isn't as clear as we've probably been led to believe. Steve, thanks so much for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate it. I've been looking forward to it since we spoke last week. And I, I really have so much I want to talk to you about because your, your, your subject is just absolutely fascinating. Mention it at a cocktail party, you immediately start World War Three. Right. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. All right, folks, yeah. the name of the book is Unsettled, What Climate Science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters. And by the way, I just noticed this, Steve. I'm looking at Amazon. 4,423
1: reviews. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We, you know, we've sold altogether about two hundred thousand copies. Wow! Uh, if you add up the ebook and the audio and the hard copy, uh, yeah, there was a hunger out there for uh, a straightforward explanation of what climate science tells us. Wow! That's, and the book's out since August, uh,
0: April twenty seventh. So the book's out close to two years. Forty four hundred reviews, and I just want to, I just want to give yeah. a total thing, a total total disclosure. Eighty percent, eighty percent of five star. So you're talking around right. what? Twenty five hundred of uh, five star, thirteen percent four star, and then four percent three star, one percent two star, right. and one star two percent. People hate you no matter what; just they don't like your face. Of course, That's whatever you say,
1: whatever yeah, goes with the territory. Right, right,
0: right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. All right, beautiful. So, uh, Steve, what, what I found fascinating because uh, I, when I deal with investing, I try to stick to the facts, and there is so much subjectivity. That kind of kind of gets in there. You know, you try to push out your subjectivity and your biases and you always try to fight your bias and stick with the facts. With climate change, first of all, why is that such a hot button that that gets people in the
1: same family screaming at each other? Yeah, you know, climate is complicated, first of all. Second, it it touches deeply into human existence. I mean, it is the background in which we live our lives, build our societies, and so on. And so people are very interested, and because of the current media and political focus, they're very concerned about the future of climate. So, so. Could, could I say this? And I'm not a scientist.
0: I'm just, and and please forgive me if, if I'm too basic or elementary. Yep. Is it fair to say, is it, is this a true statement? The climate is getting warmer over the past hundred years. The,
1: the earth has warmed. Uh, it's warmed about 1.3 degrees Celsius or two and a half degrees Fahrenheit uh, since 1900. Okay. So 120. Okay years yes it has done that it has not done so steadily it warmed kind of rapidly from 1910 to 1940. then it actually cooled slightly from 1940 to 1970 and then it's been warming again more or less steadily uh since about 1980. okay
0: but bottom line, if I drew a graph, we would show that the earth, it would be up and up and to the right, that, that we are slow. That,
1: that, that's correct. And, you know, it's actually, if you go back further to the Little Ice Age in uh, the 17th century, it started warming even then. Right. It was unusually cold in the uh, 17th century.
0: Right. I want to tell you just on the side for a second. I was telling my kids, we used to sing growing up in the 70s. In school, we had to learn over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Indeed. I know the song. Okay. Okay. Great. And this is thanks. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh. This is talking Sorry. about Thanksgiving. Of course. This Thanksgiving course. and the last, I don't know, 20
1: Thanksgiving. I didn't even wear a sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Think things have gotten warmer, there's no question about that as i said about average about 1.3 degrees but warming more in the temperate latitudes and less around the equator and a lot uh, toward the north pole okay i don't yeah. want to talk about i want i want to move
0: i want to move away from some hot buns i just want you to give me the science first why is yeah. that such a big deal
1: well um you know at, at one level it's not I I like to say in the last 120 years, as we've seen 1.3 degrees of warming, the world has prospered. The number of humans on the planet went up by a factor of five. The lifespan went from 32 years to 72 years currently. The GDP per capita went up by a factor of seven. All kinds of good things happened, you might say, because of. uh, Other people would say despite of. That one point three degrees. Celsius give me, give me, give me, something good. Give me something good that came of it. Well, you know, the Earth is a lot greener now than it used to be. Say forty years ago. Uh, that's NASA talking. By the way, everything I'm going to tell you is in the official reports or the data. I'm not making any of this. Stuff okay, up. so I'm not hearing stuff so, that's pulled at the top
0: of your head. I'm. You're just basically giving me the facts from government agencies, yep. uh, non-biased yep. as as best. It's just just the facts. just the facts facts. okay
1: crop yields have gone up uh, a lot uh in part due to the fact that carbon dioxide in the atmosphere helps plants grow uh in part due to the fact that the growing seasons are a little longer than they used to be and also in part due to the fact that we've gotten a lot better at at agronomics We're, we're much better at growing things so yields all over the world have exploded okay
0: I remember growing up. Uh, I used to plant. You we know, had a little patch of land in Brooklyn. Uh, really, I mean, it was four by six, and I used to plant uh, uh, tomato plants and cucumbers and flowers and so. And I remember the map on the back. You know, plant early for this climate. This mm-hmm. that's yeah. no longer the case. You know, uh, yeah. I planted yeah. my tulips in my house last year. I had to wait till I think usually plant them in October, November or to fro. Now I went all the way to December to plant them. The ground had to be cold? Yeah,
1: yeah. Some, some growing seasons have gotten longer in the uh,
0: middle altitudes. There's no question about okay. that. Okay. That's the good part. You mentioned all the good stuff, yeah. okay, which yeah. we don't hear enough about, which I, right. I, I right. you know, now that you're talking about it, I'm saying, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. More green, more... I've
1: I got another good one, okay? So, and, it, and it's got to do with some disinformation that the UN has been spreading recently, okay? So, here's a good one. When you read the most recent UN report about climate, which they issued about three weeks ago on March 20th. Uh, They said, and it's the only sentence about extreme temperatures, they said extreme temperatures, extreme heat waves are causing more deaths. That's not the exact wording, but it's close enough. But if you go to the research literature, what you find is that's true. But the fact that the cold temperatures, extreme cold is becoming less common, actually causes fewer deaths. And the net is that there are fewer deaths as the globe warms from extreme temperatures. Because mm. they won't tell you that. Uh, they're trying to persuade you rather than inform you. But the good answer is that there are fewer deaths from extreme temperatures okay. now
0: than there were 30, 50 years ago. So the world's greener, more, more crops, more food, less yep. carbon dioxide, yep. because yep. The, there's more green... Yep vegetation, more, more trees, sucking that out of the air, all the good yep, stuff. And all, now, good, all good stuff. All good yeah. stuff. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to flip to the side and say, well, the polar bears, they're dying in the North Pole and the, and, and, and the polar caps are melting and we're going to have sea levels rise and we're going to be flooded and Armageddon's
1: coming. Yeah, right. So I don't know which one we want to take of those first. Let's do sea level rise, all right? Sea level. So take. there's been a tide gauge at the tip of Manhattan, the battery, mm-hmm. for 160 years, and it measures the height of the sea level. And what you find is that over that 160 years, it's been rising at one foot a century. And it's been doing that steadily, the last couple of years, let's say the last decade or two, it's been a little faster. But you go back, it was as fast in the 1920s and 1930s. So, uh, no hint of catastrophic uh, things imminent if you look at the sea level gauge, the battery, for example.
0: What about the rest of the world? What about, you know, you're talking about
1: Bangladesh, you talk about these low lying uh, yeah. countries. I'm You know sea level is complicated because it depends not only on the global sea level but what's going on locally is the land rising is it sinking is there erosion going on and so on and so there are places on the gulf coast where it's going the sea, the local sea level is going up more rapidly but then there are other places let's say in alaska where the sea level is actually going down rather than up um and so what we see locally, which is in the end what really matters, um, really is a complicated confluence of several different factors. Okay. Anyway, again, for what we perhaps as New Yorkers care about, it's a foot a century. Uh, NOAA, the government, projects it's going to go up to three feet a century in 50 years from now or 30 years from now. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. All right. All right. A lot of those predictions, and this is just the, the facts, folks.
0: And forget about political bias here. Is that all of the the um, the uh, predictions uh, to the end of the world have been greatly exaggerated because they just have not taken place. They yep. just have yep. not taken
1: and, place. You know, all of this data, by the way, is available on the web. If you can just go look, if you search for tides and trends at the battery, right, uh, you'll find it.
0: Okay, so let me let me keep going. Let me keep going of things that I've heard uh, in preparation for our interview. I was asking people. Global warming, terrible. Yeah, what's wrong? And these are the buzzwords that keep coming out. You know, the polar caps melting, uh, and here are pictures um, of it, yeah. and polar bears dying, and 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 areas that now we're able to uh, to to travel uh, by by ship to areas of
1: the Arctic we were never able to get to. Yeah. So let me let me do melting of Greenland first, and I'll then I'll get to melting in the Arctic Ocean. Um, You know, the Greenland Greenland is losing ice every year, that's clear, and that's been true since the 1900s, beginning of the 20th century. But the amount of ice that it loses every year varies a lot because the net loss is the sum of or the difference between how much snow falls during the winter and how much comes out um, uh, during the summertime or how much melts. And what you find is that the rate of melting, how much it lost every year, did indeed accelerate a lot from 1990 until 2010 or so. But the last decade, it's been going down. And the peak that the melting reached in about 2010 or 2011 uh, was just about the same as the peak it hit in 1930, when human influences were much smaller. And so the media make a big deal of Greenland's melting faster and faster. But in fact, that's due entirely to natural processes, currents and winds in the North Atlantic, and has very little to do with uh, greenhouse gases and human influences. Let Let me continue. And so let's do the Arctic Ocean, okay? Arctic. So one measure is how much of the Arctic Ocean is covered with ice every September. September is kind of the minimum. It's the end of the summer, and so there's less ice there uh, than there is at other times of the year. And so you can look every year over the last 40 years, and what you discover is, yeah, it was going down from about 1980. It was getting less and less, but for the last 10 years, it hasn't changed at all. It's the same number. So that should tell you maybe there's something more complicated going on. And in fact, it depends upon the currents in the Arctic basin, and it depends upon the winds, which can push the ice out or in and so on. Um, And so, like many climate things, it's complicated, and we can get fixated on short-term trends when, in fact, long-term, it's a very different picture. Okay.
0: Next, hurricanes, tornadoes, windstorms, more frequency, more damaging...
1: So uh, you can read the latest IPCC report, and it says it's very difficult to detect any trends in frequency or intensity of hurricanes over the last century. Um, There is a hint from one uh, set of observations that maybe on average storms are getting stronger, but uh, not more frequent. But even that study was contradicted by a study that looked at the historical record and says, nah, the recent rise in intensity is just within natural variability again. So I, I think the bottom line is whether hurricanes are changing or not or will change in the future is still kind of unsettled. But the historical trend is that there's very little evidence for anything significant happening. You can look at landfalls uh, in the US of hurricanes no trained at all okay. for tornadoes we got pretty good data from about 1970 onward when we started watching tornadoes uh, with radar and if you correct for that fact that we can see more tornadoes now the actual uh number of tornadoes of strong tornadoes has gone down over the last 30, 40 years, rather than uh, gone up. So nothing like that. So
0: there. so we're, what we're doing is we're not looking at the science. We're looking at the media. We're looking at the recency bias. We're looking at the sensationalism. We're looking at clickbait. It makes good copy. makes good clicks. It makes good stories. But the science just isn't there. That's what you're saying. The, the data
1: doesn't, I mean, there is, you know, one, to be fair, we should talk about one thing that is there. And that is over most of the land where we have good data, uh, we see a greater lumpiness in precipitation. Namely, when it rains, it rains harder. Uh, But the average amount of rain is still pretty much the same. And we've seen that in the Northeast. But whether that's a long-term trend or just part of natural cycles is really difficult to decipher. The media love to fixate on the weather as opposed to the climate, and the politicians love it as well because then you can scare the wits out of people, and they want to be led to safety. Or you do uh, by whatever and do green ter- schemes, you know. yeah. And do yeah.
0: terrible uh, and have a terrible energy policy based on uh, faulty data.
1: Yeah, yeah, or misperception of the data, mis- misrepresentation. What, whatever da- way you want. To I st- always tell my students. Go check the data yourself right all right let me i'll give you another example since we're we're talking this summer we saw terrible floods in pakistan Mm -hmm. you may remember Mm -hmm. in september um and two days after uh the floods happened the pakistani environmental minister gets on the media and says this is the worst since 1961 and you owe us money (laughs) um and uh you know the the scientist in me as i teach my students you ask well what happened before 1961 and if you look at the data which again is available on the web the monsoon in 1961 was pretty intense but there were other monsoons just as strong in the prior 100 years and what made this summer particularly disastrous was there are a lot more people living in pakistan now than there were 60 years ago Uh, They're living on floodplains, and the mountains have been denuded of trees. And so that lets the water just run down off the mountain onto the floodplain and clobbers an awful lot of people. So, yes, human influences had a lot to do with that disaster, but it wasn't in the way that most people think it was. Uh, It's how we organize society in Pakistan.
0: Right. You know, I remember uh, several years ago, I went to um, a museum in uh, Miami. And uh, I don't know how to show, what the Everglades were and how every couple of years a big, huge storm comes in. But you look at that whole path, there was nothing there but, but, uh, but forest and trees. We built homes, condos, buildings, towers in that path. And then we're wondering, What well, when it comes, look at the devastation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we saw the same in California with the town of Paradise a, a couple summers ago, yes. right? right in the middle of the forest. And to make it worse, they weren't cutting down the trees in the forest, as you should. Uh, and so there's plenty of fuel there to burn when it started to burn. Right, right. Okay, so we
0: can agree simply because the facts tell us that the earth is warming 1.5 degrees Celsius.
1: 1.3. 1.3.
0: 1.3? Over how period? Of What period of time? Oh. Uh, since
1: 1900. So 120 years. So
0: 100. So every, what is that? 1.3 degrees Celsius over? 120 years. And we, so if we project that out, could
1: we project that out? Yeah, you can. I mean, the, by coincidence, perhaps, the UN says we'll see about another 1.3 degrees over the next 100 years. Okay. Okay. It depends a lot on emissions and the models, but
0: a good number is 1.3. Okay. Okay. So we'll keep it 1.3. So we could all agree, based on the fact that the world is getting warmer. All of the things I mentioned, you're basically telling me and showing me uh, via facts and not sensationalism is that there's a flip side to it. You mentioned several uh, cases where you just showing me the profit, the 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 gross profit without taking out the expenses. Yes, it did this, but no one does that. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So the devil quoteth his own scripture, right? So if you want to make the point, you can make it, even the Bible will work for the devil. Okay. The big uh, hot button, the big uh, I shouldn't say hot button, the big uh, point of contention with most people uh, is the cause of this, and. Correct me if I'm wrong. Many people say that this is influenced in a big way by emissions, by uh, carbon emissions, and not not the stuff you're talking about. We don't talk anything right. about denutering forest or destroying the Amazon right. or uh, you know clear cutting. Uh, I, I remember there was a I forgot the name of it in um, in California where they created a wind a, a solar farm. I don't know how many miles of area they just yeah absolutely yeah. destroyed. You know, but. Let's put all that aside. Let's put all that aside. The, the 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 biggest point of contention that I see, and you being a man of science, see it much more, is that the cause of this. why why are people so uh, emotional and uh, in, def- in defending and not listening to reason, not listening to the facts, that they feel more comfortable saying, It's because of emissions, it's carbon emissions, it's because of this, because that's because our destruction of the planet. Why do you think that is such a knee-jerk
1: reaction for most? I I think in in well-to-do societies like the U.S. and Europe, there's a little bit of a guilt, perhaps, uh, of living so well compared to the rest of the world. Um, I think also, for some people, if you're going to try to fix that, it means a wholesale uh overturning of the way in which we produce energy and some people see commercial opportunity in that and I think people who advocate for large and rapid reductions in emissions uh just really don't understand the energy system or the global situation and we should talk about that um, a little bit but let me say at the outset before we get into that discussion uh, carbon dioxide is building up in the atmosphere because we're burning fossil fuels. And that buildup is exerting a warming influence on the planet. Small, but nevertheless, perhaps significant. Um, And the big point of contention scientifically is how does the planet respond to that warming influence? Because there are other influences as well. And is this the dominant one or not?
0: And by how you answer that question, that's going to dictate your energy policy.
1: Well, uh, no, there's a lot more than just the climate science that's going to dictate your energy policy. All right. Uh, For example, I think the big one is that there are about 6 billion people in the world who don't have enough energy. Right. The average person in the U.S. uses 30 times the average energy use in Nigeria, for example. There are 3 billion people on the planet who use less electricity every year than the average U.S. refrigerator. The energy poverty is astounding. And those folks, the majority of the human race, need more energy to improve their lives, whether it's lighting, refrigeration, mobility, and so on. The most reliable and convenient way for them to get that energy is fossil fuels, coal, oil, gas and to tell them that they cannot do that is absolutely immoral. And so I think that's the biggest um, issue you have to deal with. If you say we got to reduce greenhouse gas emissions.
0: I was reading somewhere that uh, 2.4 billion people uh,
1: cook, heat their food uh, through biomass. This is uh, a traditional biomass, as it's called, which means wood and dung. All no. right? and the indoor air pollution from that is terrible it kills two million people a year and if you want to fix that you give them propane all right a dreaded fossil fuel but you'll save lives that way and you know the people in the developing world they understand this they know they need fossil fuels to improve their lives and the leaders say that if you listen to the indian prime minister basically he's saying you say we have to reduce emissions what do you mean we right, right. Uh, <laughs> we need the energy right
0: right right they they still need to 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 uh, have electricity for their incubators and for the refrigeration for medicines which they're not getting and yeah. which they're yeah. dying because yeah, of, course. of yeah so so where where do we get this wrong where, why, why if all the science is out there and you can easily make the case if you sit down with someone who's level headed and someone like yourself who who has all the facts, why is there such a barrier for people to not only accept
1: this, but think more rationally? Um, you, you know, you're now asking me to, to start to ask or answer questions which I have no a priori expertise, all right? I'm just a science guy. And I, among the scientists, the right thing to say is I don't know. But I can give you, um, you know, impressions, Um, one is energy and climate are both complicated subjects. And for me, it took several years to understand things, even if I was a a reasonably accomplished scientist. So it's complicated, first of all. The second is that the media, which we've talked about already, but also the politicians and the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations, um, Greenpeace, 350.org, Union of Concerned Scientists, they've all bought into uh, this notion of catastrophic climate change and for their own ends. The politicians, I, I like this quote from H.L. Mencken, who was a journalist writing in the early 20th century, it's something like, the purpose of practical politics is to keep the populace alarmed by a series of mostly imaginary hobgoblins, so that they can be clamoring to be led to safety. Hmm. And you see that with climate, but you see it on the other side of the political spectrum with immigration, for example, and and so on. So there's some truth in all of this, but it is so exaggerated by the politicians and the media that you can't blame the public for not knowing what to think.
0: And also the movie industry. I I just was watching um, the other night. I think it was on Apple Plus. yeah, on Apple TV. It was on Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. some kind of—I uh, I just flipped it for two seconds about the Earth and thirty or fifty years from now and a whole bunch of things. And I'm just saying, oh, let me turn this crap. Yeah. Uh, you know, just—it it right. makes a good movie. Uh, you know, okay, it makes a good thing. But but uh, the the—it's—it's it's coming to a point. I shouldn't say it's coming. It's already at the point where people are at each other's throats on this. And if it took a guy I like you, a man of
1: science, song- They are. I, you know, I, 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 uh, it's gotten a bit better in the last six months, but um, I had to be... I was excoriated for writing the book and saying the things I'm saying, even though I can point to exactly where it is in the official reports. I think what's going to happen is eventually it's going to impact the lives of ordinary people enough that they're going to say... Tell me again why we're trying to reduce emissions, whether it's the fact that you couldn't buy uh, an ordinary car or your power electric bill becomes so expensive or you can't get a gas hookup for your house in uh, Westchester these days, for example. Um, So I think people are going to start to rebel. You see it already, Uh, you know, in, in Europe, the European Union wanted to ban the manufacture of uh, internal combustion engine vehicles and Germany uh, and Italy basically said hell no. Yeah, no, um, it's just you know look, look what's happening in New York, uh, you know
0: gas gas ranges, gas stoves are outlawed, uh, which is insanity, which is just insanity. Right. You know how much how intrusive does the government have to get based on zero
1: science? It's uh, right, right, and no, it, it's it. I, again, you know what's particularly disturbing to me is that that phenomenon. Is mostly in the Western world, in the U.S. and Europe. Um, it's not there in China, in India, and we have to compete with those folks. And we're going to tie more than one hand behind our back uh, if we've got a suboptimal energy system. Yeah. Um,
0: so, so how do you see this? And it took you know, from an average guy like me, and for our listeners. You're a man of science. You said you spent seven years trying to figure this out and how complicated and complex this whole thing is and how many variables are involved and how just trying to find the trends statistically yeah. are virtually impossible at times. And sometimes it leads to no conclusion. Uh, what chance do I have really understanding what this is all about and coming to an educated
1: conclusion based on the facts? it's really tough. All right. I mean, what I tell my students who who are a mix of engineers and, and MBAs is, is first of all, uh, believe essentially nothing. Go check for yourself um, and go check the data that you can find about that Pakistan story I told you or sea level rise. Second, look at a diversity of sources. The coverage in The Wall Street Journal, for example, is very different than the coverage in The Washington Post of climate issues. Um, A third thing you can do is to read, to the extent that you can, the official reports. You know, if you're interested in Greenland melting, you can find that section in the reports. And what you discover is it's a lot less black and white and much more gray than um, what uh, you would hear in the media. Um... So you know, don't don't trust anybody. Go find out for yeah, yourself. I, I, but it
0: takes time and energy to do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a pipe dream because people don't want to work to find the numbers. It's much easier to say that the world is getting warmer and stop using your your gas car and buy an electric vehicle, which takes up more CO two emissions than a real car after seven years. But but the, but all the side. Yeah 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 yeah.
1: All right. all, all true. So
0: so right. do we do we have a shot of getting your message from your book? Well, four thousand people read it. Uh, not four thousand. No no no. Four thousand no, no. people get great ra- ratings. So, you know, you have yeah, Would yeah, yeah. yeah, you twenty thousand? You said twenty thousand copies. No, 200,000. Two hundred thousand. So two hundred thousand, yeah. hopefully more enlightened people, and uh, out of uh, a planet of seven point nine billion. So you started somewhere. Uh, what what chance do we have of of this rhetoric? Uh just, just ratcheting it down. Yeah.
1: I I feel um somewhat optimistic. Uh I've been out and about debating at college campuses, some prominent schools. Uh what was I saying, hang on. When you
0: me. go out there, when you go out there to yep. debate, are you shouted down? Are
1: you booed? Are you seen no, like the devil? No. No, no. Uh that hasn't happened uh yet. Uh in part because the debates are billed as civil discourse about a hot topic Pun um, and you know we get a couple hundred students at each debate we've got a a, a good i've got a good opponent director rocketer, um and we go through the facts i'm proud I'm to say i've won every debate i've done five so far I, so i think the students are tired of being fed um something that is too simplistic uh and in part not true um, so they're, they're hungry for a uh, good factual hmm. discussion. That's one. The second is I talk to many people in finance, uh, in the energy industry, and other industries, and they'll agree with much of what I say. But they often say, I dare not say that in public because of the stakeholders. Yeah. Not the shareholders. The stakeholders. The stakeholders. Yeah. Right? ESG or. Yeah, you know, ESG and all of that. Um, and then finally, I do talk to people in the government, in Congress, uh, not so much in this executive branch, but in Congress, um, and there's a resonance there as well. Look, in the end, reality bites. You cannot transform the energy system as rapidly or as completely as what people are aspiring to, and that's going to uh, cause the whole thing to come a cropper. Mm. Last thing. I'm not saying we shouldn't do anything, all right? But let's do it. Let's make whatever energy transition we make. Let's do it gracefully. You got to worry about technology, economics, because it's a business, regulation, behavior, and so there on. There are a lot of moving let's parts.
0: Let's get a plan. There are a lot of moving parts, yeah. and and we're, we're yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I'm totally with you. A few years ago, California was going through a severe drought, and just a short while ago, they were having snowstorms, and. Yeah tons of water coming down does how, how is that from since you debate people on the other side how do they deal with something like that which goes against their uh,
1: their worldview? Yeah. so, so they, they generally tend not to respond to that. What I do when I talk about that is show them first of all again the record over a thousand years of drought in the. US. Southwest which we have from tree rings and other sources and you see that there are long periods. 30, 40 years, as long ago as six, 700 years, where it was very dry. That was, of course, all natural. And and then it starts to get wet again. In the current um, past couple decades, California has been going into drought uh, since about 2000. But in fact, this year, as you noted, is extraordinarily wet, but not, again, unprecedentedly so. There was a tremendous flood, I think, in 1861. The whole Central Valley in California was under some number of feet of water and so on. So weather is fickle and can be extreme all on its own. And people tend to forget that.
0: How do you think 100 years from now historians are going to look back on this period of time and how we dealt uh, people of the 21st and 20th and 21st century how we dealt with with uh, with climate?
1: Yeah, I, I think it will be a blip of a couple decades, and we might look at it the way people dealt with eugenics um, in the early 20th century, or the way in which people, like lysenko perverted agriculture in the early Soviet Union. Um, I think it will be seen as something with some grain of truth but that was perverted by uh, appeal to science. It'll eventually write itself, but it's going to take a while.
0: What do you, what can you compare this to? With this, this, uh, you know, you brought you brought a couple of examples. Uh, eugenics, for example, which was considered a science of its day. Lobotomies were considered a, a, a you know, a, a standard medical procedure. Yeah. And this, everyone bought
1: in hook, line, and sinker. Well, what do you? What could you compare yeah. this to? The, 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 there is really nothing to compare it to because unlike lobotomies or uh, eugenics, this touches every mm. part of society. I like to say, you know, the borrow the the line from the current movie, uh, energy touches everything, everywhere, all the time. And if you mess with the energy system, which is what's happening, uh, you're going to affect everything. And, you know, eugenics was not like that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm worried, okay? And I just hope it doesn't go too far before people come to their senses. Wow. What, what class do you teach? Well, who do you teach in, uh, in you? So I, I teach uh, at the master's level at New York University. Uh, in the fall term, I teach climate science, and I teach it right out of the UN reports and the mm. research literature. And in the... Spring term now, I teach energy, uh, soup to nuts, the technology, the business, the regulation, and so on. And in the energy course, you're not allowed to challenge the need to reduce emissions. We just take it as a given. Uh, whereas in the climate course, we, we of course talk what, about do you mean that. Not and what do you mean you're not allowed? What do you mean you're not allowed? You're just, you, you know, it's taken as a given that a goal of the energy system is to reduce emissions. And what the students come away with in that course uh, and, and also in the climate, course, their eyes get opened up. Uh, they realize just how hard it is or it's going to be to significantly reduce emissions, in part because of the developing world, in part because energy systems change slowly. Um, I can go on and on mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. reasons. So, I, you know, it's my bit to enlighten folks somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how their perceptions of energy or climate change when they finish those courses.
0: Yeah, I know I spent over a year uh, uh, learning everything I could. It started last April with uh, Mark Mills of the Manhattan Institute. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: Mark's great. Yeah,
0: and he opened my eyes, and here I was getting two Teslas, thinking that, you know, get rid of my gas-powered cars, and then he goes, when you plug in, where's that going? Where are they getting lithium from? Where are they getting the
1: cobalt from? For the of the copper with us at all, so so oh, that's another barrier is the critical materials, and in fact, I have Mark talking to my class next week. Oh, next, how week,
0: about uh, that? Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, right. we had him on the show twice already. He just uh, yeah, opened yeah, my no. eyes to. He's great. Yeah, he's he, great. Too. He 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 just he's like a machine gun with facts at you. Just gosh, yeah. uh, so so um, uh, you know, so the death of fossil fuel has been greatly exaggerated. It's more of an aspiration and. And all of the things you're mentioning now, I, th- I think, you know, with climate and, and uh, uh, you know, I tend to agree, it's it's just the taking, we like, we, we don't like complexity, we like simplicity. And
1: this is such an easy cause and effect. With some of the media, there is an echo chamber. You know, I could not get a piece in the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Guardian in the UK, absolutely no way, uh, verboten, right? uh whereas the wall street journal at least on the editorial page is happy to have me write about climate or energy um and you know the the message is not getting through that there is one at least from my point of view positive development I'm starting to get asked to speak at forums you would not think they would want to have me um, whether it's because they feel like they need a little intellectual diversity or uh, they really want to hear the message, I don't know. But at least in the coming months, I will have an opportunity to talk to some audiences that uh, need to hear the message that have yeah, You know, I'm looking, I you mean, know, I looked at your book, um, the the
0: 4,400 reviews, and they're not all from uh, China. So you have yeah, real no. reviews <laughs> here. Yeah. It's yeah. humor. and humor. And, and some of the comments are just really... Uh, uh, just so um, they feel people feel enlightened, they feel empowered. Yeah, and they finally got the my,
1: my goal because you know, I'm a, a, not only a scientist, but really at heart, I'm a teacher, and was to try to take this complicated subject and provide people with a framework to think about it and then f- fill in some of the things on the framework, uh, but then also to give them references, links, and so on where they could go uh either check what I was saying or learn more for themselves you have a website um I you know I have a a somewhat badly curated medium site if you search for medium and Kunin you'll find my medium page there are links to recorded presentations interviews responses to critics All right, um good. so uh yes I right, so one one word about you know reception um soon after the book came out there appeared a piece in Scientific American written by a dozen climate scientists, including the famous Michael Mann. Um, And it was a thousand words, lots of name-calling, but only three scientific points, uh, all of which were easily rebutted. They said, I said things I had never said. Um, And so I wrote a response to Scientific American. They refused to publish it. Um, and so I put it up on my webpage, but in one of the debates, I was debating one of the authors of that piece. And I said, do you really think, I'm, you know, a a crank, a shill were the words that were used. And he said, I didn't even know my name was on that piece. Mm. Um, and so they had gone around collecting names. I, the public discussion among the scientists is just disgraceful.
0: Wow. wow. Folks, the name of the book is Unsettled, What Climate Science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters by the amazing Steve Koonin, professor at NYU. So you're getting a master's course for the cost of a Kindle for $10. I think that's a pretty good deal, huh? I don't, I don't know what NYU's up to these days, but it's pretty expensive, huh?
1: Uh, you, well, in terms of money, yes, but and and you know it 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 is quite a liberal school, but I kind of fly under the radar. I teach my courses and
0: uh, yeah, until someone uh, finds out, they, a... they
1: haven't bashed me yet. Yeah, yeah.
0: Me. So <laughs> yeah. you better get that resume all polished up. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, Steve. Thanks so much. I greatly appreciate it. Okay. All the power to you and, and continued success. Okay. Charles, wonderful talking with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Charles Mizrahi Show. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you've been listening for a while we're glad to have you back. Either way, we'd love to know what you think of the show. Please leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Reviews make it easier for others to find the show. You can also see the video of the interview on the Charles Mizrahi
1: Show channel on YouTube.